G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. A conversation about surviving and thriving as a Christian in your daily work, even though pressures are increasing. And uh, that whole illustration, imagining blowing up a balloon and every breath that you blow into the balloon, the balloon gets bigger. But if you keep adding another breath and another breath, you know what happens. The pressure increases to a point where the balloon eventually explodes. Now, we all live in a new intensity this year, 2021, as a result of the extra layers of pressure that have come on all of us and our workplaces over this past 12 months. The pressure of lockdowns, the pressure on relationships, the pressures transitioning to an emerging and increasingly virtual workplace. Now, along with the changes, many of us continue to face pressure at work because of our Christian faith. What happens when your faith collides with the company policy, with the company ethics, and there's tension between colleagues who hold to a different worldview than we do? And just to reinforce, things are changing. Not everybody at work thinks the same way you do. But while too much pressure can lead to a tremendous explosion, the right amount of pressure may actually be a good thing. We're going to talk through these things over this coming hour with Andrew Laird, who works with City Bible Forum in Melbourne. He's the National Manager of Life at Work. There's a lifeatwork.org.au website, an initiative aimed at connecting Christian faith with our daily work. He's also the author of the book called Under Pressure, How the Gospel Helps Us Handle the Pressures of Daily Work. And I might say a special welcome back to 2020, Andrew Laird. Thanks, Neil. Wonderful to be uh, chatting with you again. Andrew, under pressure at work, uh, the bad pressure that we're under, and let's get a balance in all of this. Uh, There's actually good pressure that comes with the bad. Uh, Give us your insights here into somehow or other what we're going to talk about today around a balance. Yes, no, you're exactly right there, Neil. I think think probably our immediate reaction when we think about pressures in life or particularly as we're talking about pressures at work is uh, is to think negatively of these things because often they can they can be negative and they can leave us feeling pretty crushed but um but pressure certainly from a christian perspective can uh, can actually um be doing great good in our life and refining us i mean i'll give you a little example you mentioned the uh, the uh, the balloon there uh, another uh, another illustration was uh, pumping up my son's uh, soccer ball recently. And right where you put the needle into the ball, it actually has the words recommended pressure. The idea being that actually there is a, there's a good and right amount of, of pressure that you, you want to have in this ball. You know, not enough and you can't kick it and too much. Like your balloon, it, it explodes. And similar with things like oranges, you know, you squeeze an orange, you put pressure on it and you get something good from it, like like juice. And so um, having, a, having a, I guess, a... 
uh, a more rounded perspective on pressure to recognise the ways in, in which it, it can, the right amount of it, uh, applied in the right way could, uh, could actually be a good thing for us. I love the way you are extending this idea of, uh, of you know, we were talking about balloons and uh, your son's soccer ball. Uh, mm. Anyone who's listening to our conversation today knows that if you don't have the right pressure in a football or in a basketball, uh, you can't play effectively with those either because they just don't bounce if it's too low a pressure. And, uh, and so, yes, this idea of, of pressure in any sort of sporting ball or a balloon, it's a powerful illustration. Andrew. Mm, mm. And so, and so having that, and many of us can probably attest to that as well, just as we think about work, you know, sometimes when there's a little, a little pressure applied to us, we can actually sometimes bring out a better work and produce better results um, than if, uh, than if uh, there were no pressure <laughs> upon us at all. But of course, there's, there's the flip side of that. And then, and this is probably what people immediately think of when they think of pressure and work. Uh, and that is uh, so many demands uh, under so much uh, weight and burden um, that it actually leaves us feeling pretty pretty crushed. And as you said there in the introduction, as, as, as Christians, I guess you think about it from two perspectives. There's, a, there's the pressures of work that are, that are common to all, regardless of faith, but uh, there are those increasing pressures um, that are unique to the Christian person in the workplace because of their faith. And, and so thinking about how we handle uh, both types of, uh, of pressure and, um, and such, that they, such that they actually produce good in our life rather than leave us crushed. Now, this is interesting. I'll get your perspective early on this. The mm. idea that being a Christian in the workplace, you are actually under a different and extra pressure uh, because we might be able to glean from the scriptures that when we're working for an employer, we're not just working for the boss, we're actually working for God. Now, uh, I wonder whether you've got something early on in our conversation, this idea that Christians, when we are at work, uh, we're pressurized, not just because the boss has expectations of us, but because actually we're working for God. Any thoughts here? Yeah, no, absolutely, and um, and I mean we're talking in many ways around some of the the social and ethical issues which uh, which increasingly Christians in the West are finding themselves uh, at at odds with the, with the culture uh, around them. Um, one of my colleagues, uh, an author, Steve McAlpine, uh, talks about Christians now no longer just being uh, you know uh, the kind of people you know you could you could ignore. But they're 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 what our culture would describe actually as we're the bad guys. Our views on 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 sexuality and and other areas are actually considered harmful and and oppressive. And many people are coming up against that in in the workplace uh, increasingly. And so yes, it's a, it's an additional pressure that that Christians are, are going to, uh, if not already, then and then likely to be um, facing increasingly in the in the years ahead. But but. Uh, to frame it positively, and this is where we think about the pressure as a good thing. Uh, I was been speaking recently with uh, with a number of uh, overseas missionaries, and they talk about how actually when their faith has been under pressure, that's actually led them or encouraged them to 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 speak and even live more boldly than perhaps they otherwise would if um, if uh, no one ever questioned them or challenged them or objected to their their faith at all. And so I think 
the kind of pressures we face because of being Christians in the workplace. I'm not suggesting that necessarily going to be pleasant and fun, and we're you know glad to have them. But but one of the things that we we should keep in mind is that they often might actually encourage us to to live in an even more distinct way and actually to speak up more about our faith than if uh, than if no one ever challenged us on our faith or or ever questioned us about it and and surely that is a that is a good outcome of that pressure I know when we've had these sorts of conversations before, uh, the idea of being a Christian in the workplace, and uh, sometimes people think of that as the person who is able to speak up and uh, share their faith in the workplace. And I know there's been uh, people who've responded to this sort of thing saying, well, when you're at work, you're on the boss's time. You're not there to actually be a Christian by way of verbalizing your faith through the whole day. There comes down here something else that seems to be important, and that is the idea that if you are considered to be the bad guys now in the workplace, that the way you actually present yourself as a worker with ethical work practices and not cheating the boss on time and those sorts of things, this is going to be an important thing for the future, no doubt, just the way we can conduct ourselves at work, Andrew? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The, we, we, we should never play down or, uh, or uh, forget the, just the significance of, um, of our witness in the workplace um, through the way that we conduct ourselves, um, how, we, how we live and, and how we work. And I think increasingly as, our, as, the, as the morals of our society shift further and further um, from, from Christianity and the Christian roots um, of, of our culture, uh, increasingly to, to live as a, a, a Christian in the workplace and to conduct yourself in a way, in the way that God would have you conduct yourself, uh, perhaps may even become more stark and more, ob- more obvious and, and dare I say it actually attractive as well too. I mean, there will always be those who, who, who don't like um, us perhaps shining the spotlight so to speak, on, on, uh, on darkness or unethical practices or things like that. But I think, I think as people see us uh, characterised as people of love and of service and of uh, generosity uh, in, our, in our workplaces, uh, that, that will be attractive. And it, it's gonna, I guess it's going to challenge some people who, who have this perception um, that the Christians are the bad guys in our societies. And they're against anything good, um, and and yet then they come up against uh, individual Christians in the workplace and actually find them to be some of the best people to work with, and uh, and that's a powerful witness that we can have there. Visions 2020 with Neil Johnson, a biblical perspective on life, culture, and current events. You can respond to today's Facebook question. As a Christian, do you think increasing pressure at work brings out the best or worst in you? Andrew Laird is our guest. He works with City Bible Forum in Melbourne. Andrew, this past 12 months, it has been perhaps 
not like any that so many of us have experienced uh, by way of a mass uh, effect on the workplace, uh, lockdowns, uh, relationships. I mean, you're based in Victoria. Uh, you know mm. better than perhaps even most of our listeners listening in today just how significant things have been. So if you're looking back on 12 months, how have the pressures increased with all of the things that we've gone through? Yes, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, b- before the break, we were talking about some of the unique pressures that, that Christians might face. But um, but regardless of, of faith, you know, all of us have faced to varying degrees some real challenges and pressures from the last 12 months, and and uh, and they have impacted upon uh, upon how how we work. Um, and I think are continuing to to impact as well to varying degrees. Uh, there, there still remains, you know, so much uncertainty. Uh, um, you sort of get, you know, figure out which week, which uh, which state will it be this week that'll have a a mini lockdown or things like that, and so we're sort of going in and out of. Um, these kind of uh, lockdowns and uh, and restrictions still, and, and and that puts a lot of a lot of pressure on us. Um, I don't use this term lightly or to to to, to undermine um, some of the real um, real challenges that people might might face. But in in Melbourne, at least where I am, uh, the, there's almost a collective um, form of PTSD, post traumatic stress uh, disorder. Um, uh, from from the last twelve months, where there's a real um, the, the the hint of any um, uh, any outbreaks or potential lockdown coming again, and the, and you you feel this sort of collective um, anxiety um, arise again uh, in the city because of the the extent of uh, the lockdowns that we went through here last year, and so it just indicates that people are still feeling um, quite. Um, Stressed and uh, and anxious and uh, and troubled by these things and and there's still so much uncertainty, particularly around the workplace as well, in terms of will I return, how long will I return for, what's that all going to look like, and so I think that uncertainty, um, it's good to be aware of that for ourselves, but particularly this is an important time I think where Christians are aware that their colleagues uh, might be experiencing some of this pressure uh, as well. So anxiety, even with the idea of JobKeeper coming to an end and uh, Mm. businesses that have been operating uh, that may not be able to continue beyond JobKeeper, this idea of, as you say, an uncertainty around what's happening in our workplaces. And perhaps this is all the more important uh, for Victorian listeners, but there'd be people in uh, in states and territories all around Australia that face this same sort of uncertainty. So as a Christian, Andrew, when you're up against this uncertainty, does our faith have any value to the way that we actually handle ourselves navigating a way forward? Yes, oh, look, absolutely, Neil. Um, I mean, the, the one thing last year has, that has perhaps um, brought home uh, very clearly to, to all of us um, and perhaps been a, a reminder to many of us of Christian faith is, is how out of control we really are uh, of all things. Uh, you know, we do a very good job most of the time, I think, uh, in, in cultures and contexts like ours in Australia of... Um, of uh, Fooling ourselves into thinking that we uh, that we that we're in control uh, and that, that we run things, but last twelve months has really uh, uh, shaken shaken that view um, and really challenged people, 
that they don't, they're not ultimately in control of things. And uh, the things that you thought were certain can be stripped away in, in, in just a moment. And so, obviously, as Christian people, we do have that sure and, and certain hope of the, of the future. Um, and yet we also know the one who is sovereignly in control of all things. And I think both of those things should give us a, a great confidence and also a, a peace. Uh, an expression that a, a, one of my colleagues uses is being, it can help us be a non-anxious presence in, in the workplace. Um, because we, we do know who's sovereignly in control. Um, we do know what the future ultimately will hold, even though we, we're uncertain about the day-to-day. And so I think as we're characterised as people of, of, of peace um, and, and assurance, um, that, that will bring a, both a, a wonderful, I think, um, tone um, to our interactions with our colleagues who, are, who may be not feeling those things, um, but also, again, um, give us a, an opportunity potentially to share with them uh, the sovereign God that we, that we rest in and trust in who, who allows us to, to have this kind of settled, settled peace in the midst of uncertainty. I wonder if there is any guarantee or safeguard of the heart that a Christian naturally has because... They acknowledge God, or whether this idea is, I love your terminology there, this idea of being a non-anxious presence in the workplace. But there might be listeners to us now saying, I'm a Christian, I have faith in God, and I've got this anxiety that you're talking about, Mm. that perhaps somehow uh, this idea of looking to God, trusting Him for your future rather than your boss and the paycheck and those sorts of things, that needs to be nurtured somehow. I wonder how you think that that can be nurtured in the Christian uh, as they understand these things. You know, a Christian believer, perhaps not in the deep end, but maybe in a little bit more in the shallow end. What are your thoughts Mm. here for the Christian believer who's feeling that sort of anxiety? Yes, well, <laughs> the first thing I'd say is I feel it too. You know, yeah. I'm not I'm not immune from from uh, from feeling uh, anxious as well, and uh, even in spite of what I've just said. And so, I mean, what I do to, to personally to to nurture to nurture that in my life is is a number of practices. But there is nothing like um, nurturing that assurance of uh, of who God is and His sovereign control over all things by by reading His Word and 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 constantly reminding ourselves of, uh, of who he is and the confidence that we can have in, in who he is. And, um, and it's, it's, it's funny, uh, it shouldn't be the case, but it's how often I, I worry about things and get anxious about things before I actually turn to God in prayer about them. And yet the times when I do move quickly to him in prayer, uh, rather than kind of worry about how I'm going to resolve it myself, uh, it, it's... Uh, uh, it's it's wonderful the way that he brings uh, a peace that, uh, that that certainly books like Philippians talk about peace which transcends all understanding to me that yes things are going uh, going crazy around me and uncertain around me uh, and yet I have um have that assurance of who he is so so you know the the old basics that, that we we never we should never lead of, of of Bible reading and prayer but also the encouragement of one another. Uh, is so valuable as well too um, that um, that we be looking out for one another, um, our brothers and sisters in Christ through these seasons, um, both for their good but also for our good as well too. That um, they they as well can remind us of those promises 
and, uh, and who God is and the confidence that we can have in him, as, just as we remind them as well also. Interesting, isn't it? Uh, Here we are in 21st century Australia and we could have been led to believe that somehow or other our assurance and our security in our jobs and our lifestyle has been better than ever before. But we're reminded when something like this happens uh, that all of those biblical truths hold true. And uh, some of the challenges they faced in biblical times with the uncertainties and the need to put faith in God to see through to a area of breakthrough or victory, those things are still holding true today. And the same power of God is available to believers today uh, to be able to uh, encourage the heart to see those things through. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you're, uh, you know, this is we're, we're not unique in, um, in facing uncertainty and, and challenges. Um, it's been going on since since day one, and it's interesting. Uh, just me personally, but uh, I found myself turning to the Psalms a lot the last twelve months, and then also found many churches as well turning to the Psalms as well too, um, because it, it captures so much of that uh, uncertainty and those emotions and those feelings that uh, that many people have and some continue to experience. And so, the Book of Psalms, I think, was a it was uh, for many people last year and probably continuing on this year, uh, a really wonderful place uh, in, in the scriptures to, to remind ourselves of uh, we're, we're, we're not alone in, in facing these sort of things and feeling these sort of things, uh, but also reminding us of the, the God who has um, consistently been there for his people throughout all the ages. Andrew, let's come around the scriptures here, back to the Bible. I know you like to have a biblical foundation. Uh, That's what City Bible Forum really does so wonderfully well. Uh, The idea of coming around pressures on Christian believers, what's a good uh, scriptural foundation we might be able to work with in talking about how we might be able to handle pressures today? Mm. To to set the context before I I share a verse, um, I think... We live in a culture that is very uh, uh, resistant to trouble or difficulty or suffering or pressure of any kind. Um, a very hedonistic culture, you might say, where we're, where we're constantly pursuing, pursuing comfort. Um, that's, that's what we're chasing after. And we can, I think as Christian people, we can sort of fall into that trap of thinking, you know, uh, uh, trouble, suffering, difficulty is, is, uh, is, all, is all bad and we should try and avoid it at, at all costs. And yet that is, um, that is at odds with what is, you know, a really dominant theme throughout uh, the scriptures um, that, that so often God uses suffering and, and difficulty and challenge and in particular pressure, as we're talking about, um, for our good. So a verse that I particularly love is in, is in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Um, in some ways, a, a large swathes of 2 Corinthians chapter, as 2 Corinthians are about, about this issue. But in, in 2 Corinthians 4, the Apostle Paul says we're under pressure on every side, but not crushed. And so he recognizes that, you know, life is filled with challenges and pressures. Um, but as he'll go on to say, you know, God uses these things, these, these pressures, um, not, uh, not so that we are crushed by them, but rather that as we, as we find ourselves having to carry burdens or weights or challenges, um, that, uh, that are, that are bigger than, uh, than we can carry on our own, um, we, we turn to Christ all the more uh, for his strength and his enabling and his empowering of us 
and uh, and I think that you know that that's an opportunity for great for great joy in the Christian life as we experience God working through the challenges and the difficulties and the pressures of uh, of life and particularly work life as we're talking about and uh, and find Him to to perhaps uh, be stronger than we've uh, we've experienced Him to be to before. I mean, I'll just give one quick example. I mean, we we've been talking about some of the pressures that Christians might face in the workplace because of their faith. Well, as that sort of pressure, as we come under that, um, what it's going to do or what it, what, it, what it should do is uh, call out to God all the more in prayer and say, look, this is getting, this is getting a bit um, heat for me um, as a Christian in the workplace and I'm, I'm, I'm feeling more and more, you know, People don't necessarily uh, like what Christians say or, or think about certain uh, certain topics, and and so that will drive us all the more to God um, in, in prayer and asking for His wisdom and and His strength to to be able to handle challenges uh, like that in the workplace. And and as He does come through for us and gives us that wisdom and and gives us that strength that we are uh, that we uh, uh, didn't have of our own. You know, it's a wonderful thing to experience. And so, as Paul says, we're under pressure, but but God so often uses that for our good. That verse you're referring to in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses mm. 8 and 9, and uh, really, really powerful stuff. And I'm just looking at that passage as it's open now. And verse 10 says something I think I'll get your thoughts on because mm. uh, verse 10 reads, we always carry around in our body. This is the Apostle Paul writing, mm. carrying around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. Now, this is uh, powerful and important. I'll get your thoughts here, mm. Andrew. The idea that... If we're wondering that Jesus ever suffered, sometimes we're going through our own suffering thinking, oh, well, there's Jesus. He's already in heaven. But uh, his life on earth, uh, really, his suffering went right through to the point of execution. So he knows our suffering. To know Christ in this way, that he knows what we're going through. He knows the pressure we're under. What are your thoughts for the powerful thought that Paul brings there? Mm. Yes, I mean, that in, in and of itself provides us with some comfort. That, that he knows because he has walked that path before us. And, and it's a reminder as well, the Christian person is not immune from challenge and difficulty and suffering and, and, and pressure, whatever context we, uh, we might, might experience that in. But, um, but I, lo- I love that verse as well because I think it, it points to something that, pe- that Paul um, has been saying both before and will go on to say after there in, in 2 Corinthians, that as, you know, in the eyes of the world, we might look, you know, dead, and uh, or as Paul will say elsewhere in Corinthians, you know, foolish and weak. Um, this is this is the exact place where God wants us to be, because it's in that where His life and His power um, can shine uh, all the more fully in our in our life, in our weakness, um, and He gets the glory because. Uh, he is shown to be strong and powerful and sustaining and, and enabling us, and and that is that is so countercultural to how many of our colleagues um, will operate, where we seek to avoid difficulty and, and hardship uh, at all costs. Uh, yet, as we as we experience it and uh, and look in the eyes of the world, foolish and even even maybe dead, 
Um, that is precisely where God uh, shows up in our lives and uh, empowers us and his life uh, and his wisdom shines through. There's another dimension here comes to mind because it's one thing there to uh, you know to be prepared to have this sort of level of suffering and even despair uh, that we've been talking about. There's also another scriptural uh, dimension that says you know live at peace with your fellow mm. citizens and there is a risk here isn't there that you may well settle for a level of compromise and avoiding any confrontation because uh, you're wanting to live peacefully at work and you know you just want to get on with your work you don't need uh, any sort of uh, confrontations during your work day what are your thoughts here for for when to make a stand and be strong as a Christian and when to just go along with the flow, which everyone else might be doing? Mm, mm. Look, it's a, it's a real question of, of, of wisdom, isn't it? It comes back to something you were saying uh, in, the, in, in the first half an hour, where, uh, where, f- where we're at work uh, because we've got, a, we've got a job to do that we're employed to do. And, uh, you know, an important part of our witness to our colleagues is, is, is actually doing our job and, and doing it well. And uh, and so it does often mean getting on and, and, and doing the job and recognizing that that's that's an important part of being a Christian um, in in the workplace. I think in many in many instances, <laughs> a number of the Christians that I speak to, it's it's often not themselves, but it's their it's their colleagues who who bring up the topic of uh, of uh, what they believe on certain issues, uh, certain so called controversial issues a, a, as a Christian, and then. And so they they find themselves the ones who are who are who are being asked the questions rather than um, rather than um, uh, seeking to you know, necessarily uh, find an opportunity to to to, to speak about it. And so I, I do think you know as the Apostle Peter says you know always be prepared to uh, give an answer to uh, the reasons that people might ask you for the hopes that you have. And so I do think. Part of our part of the way of handling that is is actually getting ourselves prepared. What are the kind of questions that uh, that colleagues might ask me, um, and and how how am I going to respond? And I tend to think um, a personal answer is always um, is always a, an important important way to respond. Um, putting it from the perspective of uh, this is what I believe as a, as, a, as a Christian person. This is the impact that faith has on my life for. For good, and uh, and and really uh, giving it in those personal those personal terms. Um, but I think also when you know when questions come our way, it's important to also ask questions ourselves um, and and seek to seek to understand um, our colleagues and and where they're coming from and why they're asking that question. And so, I mean, there, there are a couple of ways that we can um, we can respond in those situations. Now, we're asking on our Facebook question today, as a Christian, do you think increasing pressure at work brings out the best or worst in you? Now, our talkback line is open, 1-800-316-316. You might like to contribute to our conversation, but let's uh, reflect a, a thought or two for people who've responded on Facebook. Carolyn says... Yes, it would be. I'm doing a back-to-work course and already I'm being challenged on how to answer questions on diversity, like uh, write the positives of diversity in a workplace 
And is diversity in the workplace good or bad for the workplace? As I'm an Aboriginal Christian female, if I put how I see it from a biblical point, I will be uh, I will be uh, failed. So what should I do? Uh, just answer from theory to pass. And uh, and is this lying in my heart to God? Now, oh, Carolyn, uh, thank you for expressing your heartbeat on this. This is a tough one. I'm not sure you can catch uh, all of that. But, uh, Andrew, a thought or two for Carolyn, who's challenged doing a back-to-work course. Uh, do I write mm. what I'm expected to say just to get a pass, or am I actually going to be compromising my my heart towards God? Mm, mm. Oh, it's a, it's a it's a great question. And look, it's a very common one as well too, because because just about every workplace at the moment has some sort of diversity policy in place, and usually it's it's diversity and it and it's pushing a particular agenda. But I I do think we can actually um, harness this um, uh, this you know uh, enthusiasm for workplace diversity uh, actually for great for great gospel good, um, and by that mean is that that actually Christian people are people who who should celebrate diversity. The the picture that you get in Revelation of uh, who is gathered around the throne in the new heavens and the new earth, well, it's a picture of diversity. It is people of um, every tribe and nation and tongue. Um, And we often talk about we want our churches to reflect something of that now, that our churches are diverse as well too and so i actually think um we of all people should uh and we've got a god who's made a, a diverse creation um he hasn't made everything all the same just one type of tree or one type of animal but he's a god who loves diversity as well because he recognizes that there's there's great beauty in diversity i often say that uh, i'd much prefer to sit and listen to a, a an orchestra than a than a room full of 30 people playing the recorder um, because because there's so much more beauty in the in the diversity of the variety of instru- instruments all coming together in harmony. So I think I think let's let's embrace this enthusiasm for diversity and speak speak about it um, from our from our Christian perspective as uh, well. We do value we do value diversity. But I think we can push it as well. And I've seen many people do this to really positive effect. That often, often diversity only, only extends so far in these, in these workplace policies. And it's usually around sexuality and, 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 and those sort of interest groups. But I have, I've known a number of Christians who have, um, who have gone in and spoken to the relevant people in their workplaces and said, I love diversity. I'm all for diversity. And, um, but, I want genuine, genuine diversity, and that will mean um, religious diversity as well too. And I've known Christians and Muslims and Jews to to gather together and uh, and go to their the HR departments and the relevant departments in their workplace and say, look, we don't feel like um, uh, tr- true diversity is being reflected in this workplace until religious diversity is uh, is, is recognised as well too. And it's and it's led to many opportunities. For Christians to be acknowledged uh, in the workplace as just another in the uh, in the uh, in the spectrum of uh, of uh, diverse interest groups, if you want to put it that way, that are that are in the workplace. And so, I'd encourage Carol and look to be to be honest and say, you know, what you love about diversity, um, because you're a Christian person, 
Um, but, but take it as an opportunity as well, potentially, to, to, to push the workplace even further and say, uh, and, and notice what areas uh, are, are not represented at the moment and, and, and put that in the answer as well too, including, you know, faith and, and, and Christian faith. Well, Andrew, I think you're onto a powerful point there. When you feel like you're being pressurised under those issues around diversity, push just a little harder because it will expose some other weaknesses that don't actually allow for uh, that Christian or religious diversity in the workplace and uh, that ought to be anticipated as well because it's so easy, isn't it? Uh, This idea of uh, coming alongside the idea of diversity around race and culture but as soon as you get into those sorts of issues and ethics around sexuality, we find ourselves in a bit of a murky area. And just Mm. reflecting on a conversation we had just before you came on today, Andrew, uh, with uh, Dan Flynn from the Australian Christian Lobby. And uh, when we talked about uh, some of these things about how you discuss issues around uh, the conversion therapy laws in Victoria, uh, he was very quick to say that the uh, Christian Lobby is saying, hold the line here and stand for biblical truth. This is not a time to be backing away from the conversation, backing away those issues on issues around sexuality and such things, but hold to a biblical truth on marriage and family and sexuality. And yes, there's going to be some pressure, but hold tight. Hey, let me just reflect another thought from Mike Uh, on Facebook, responding to the same question. As a Christian, do you think increasing pressure at work brings out the best or worst in you? Mike says, if you assist a butterfly out of its cocoon, rather than allowing it to use force to break out of it, it will die. The insect is designed by God to need pressure to develop. Uh, I imagine Mike is saying, we're a little bit like that too. We need some pressure to develop. Any thoughts for Mike? Yeah, I mean, that's another wonderful illustration there as well, isn't it? That uh, uh, we've been giving examples of uh, balloons and, uh, and, and balls and, uh, and oranges, but that's, a, that's another uh, example of it. And it really it does testify to the way that, that God has even built into his creation this whole idea that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that a fitting and, and good amount of pressure actually um, can produce. Uh, something something good um, it, it's a it's an idea as we've been saying that uh, that's really um, uh, avoided by our culture we just think, think all pressure is bad and yet but as we've been saying God uses it often often for the good and and on this issue of you know um, of, of, of standing up and standing firm for for our faith and our biblical convictions uh, we mentioned this in the in the first half an hour but we'll just just touch on it again that that many that many uh, Christians, uh, particularly those who have been overseas and um, uh, as missionaries and um, and face challenges because of their their faith, um, many of them testify to the fact that it's because they were under pressure because of their faith and 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 pushed that they actually spoke up more. It's when they were just left alone and no one people just sort of shrugged their shoulders at the fact that they were a Christian. Uh, that actually that actually decreased the amount that they would they would say and speak up about who they are and what they believe in and so you know in in God's great wisdom uh, we're facing some of the uh, the challenges that uh, many cross cultural uh, missionaries have been been facing for many years but we're we're now facing it in our own country and in, uh, and in uh, our daily life and in workplaces but uh, in the, in the wisdom of God maybe maybe 
he's, he will use this to, to uh, refine uh, his people, um, but also just as we're pushed a bit on uh, where do you stand on this, um, we'll actually speak up and, uh, and, and say even more than we might otherwise have said if we were never pushed about our faith. Andrew. And there'll be some who'll, who'll hate us for it, Jesus said. They hated me first, so they will they'll hate you too. But there will be others who will say, well, look, I, I don't quite understand it yet, um, but I know who you are as a person, and there is something about you uh, that I've got to see over the years as I've worked alongside you, and, and I like you, and I, I like the way you work, and, and so I'm not quite ready to come around perhaps to that, to that position that you hold, but, but I, I, I'll keep giving you a hearing because there's obviously something of some substance and good uh, in in this Christian thing, even though I'm not quite there yeah. yet. Andrew, uh, running short of time, uh, almost mm. uh, running out of time. But let's uh, we've got a callers come through. Prefers not to use their name, but uh, welcome along to 2020. Good morning. Hi there. What are your thoughts? Um, well, my thoughts, um, as you've been listening to this, I've, I've uh, immigrated 14 years ago. Um, as a qualified dental assistant, been in the trade for 23 years. Um, very persecuted in that in that role. Um, I became the uh, surgical team leader. Very persecuted in that role um, to the point where they basically want just kicked me out. Um, but I, I stood strong, and God told me, "Tell them, are they um, retrenching you or kicking you out, firing you?" And so I got a bit of retrenchment. I was also in an aged care facility as a, assisting in nursing. Was very straight up and with my interview, told the boss, "I'm a Christian. This is our work, but I don't judge anybody." Um, and it was, it was just very hard, but. God helped me through all that too. Then as a youth worker, that was the worst because I was always available and the, the, the regional manager was a Christian lady that played organ in the church and so on. And, you know, she used me as a pawn and she just persecuted me. She did to the point where I had to leave and just walk away. And God said to me, don't even try and fight it. And I sort of locked myself up for three months. Wow. You know, uh, it's an incredible story to hear. Not everything goes smoothly when you're applying for positions, when you're in a position, some people will use you. And as you say, uh, even the word persecution, which some will say might be a hard word to use in Australia. But a thought or two here from Andrew around this particular case and uh, any insight here? Yeah, look, just two thoughts, two thoughts briefly. And look, I'm I'm, first of all, just to empathise with you and sympathise with you in in the experience. It's, you know, it does not sound like a pleasant experience at all, and uh, and so yeah, I'm very, very sorry to hear of that challenge. And uh, and you're not you're not unique in that. There are uh, many Christians, I suspect, who could tell tell uh, similar stories. Sadly, um, and so I think two things we need to say. One is saying something to the wider church community that that as as people in our communities perhaps come under pressure because of their faith in the workplace. Um, we need to be there to support them in that, particularly if it means they're losing jobs. Um, we need to be quick and ready to, to get alongside our brothers and sisters in Christ, to have stood firm for Christ in the workplace and, and suffering because of it, and uh, ensure that they don't suffer any more um, 
but sure, ensure needs are met and that, we, that we're caring for them and supporting them and praying with them and, uh, and, and for them. And I think that's in, uh, it's an important role for the, for the church. Um, but for the, for the individual, and I don't mean this to sound trite in, in, any, in any way at all, but it, it is good for us to remind ourselves of the words of Jesus um, and, and, and the apostles as well too, where they rejoice for having been worthy of, um, of, of suffering for the name of Jesus. Okay. I mean, it's not, it's not the normal human response. Right. Uh, and yet, um, Scripture gives that, that uh, example again and again, that uh, as we remind ourselves, we're, at this point we're being like Christ, we're suffering because of his name, and there is a sense in we can take some joy in that. Okay, thank you so much to that caller for calling through and sharing your story with us today on 2020. Uh, Important ideas that have come out in this hour, knowing that things are changing and uh, just the affirmation from those who've responded either to the Facebook question or to call in and share their own thoughts. I just want to give mention to the Life at Work conference that's coming up on the 20th. That's Saturday the 20th. Very, very quickly here because we are out of time, Andrew. Mm. Uh, people, how do they register for that? And uh, you've got a bunch of guest speakers. Is it an online thing that you can join in all over Australia? How is that working? Very quickly. The, yes, very, very briefly. Uh, we've got a conference that is dealing with all of these issues and more that we've been talking about uh, today, the theme being under pressure. It is online, and so you can join in wherever you like in the country. Uh, you can do watch parties and get together with others to to watch it. But the, the best thing to do is uh, is good either Google Life at Work Conference, and that'll uh, bring it up for you there, or head to uh, plus.citybibleforum.org, and uh, that you'll find all the details there as well too. Okay, citybibleforum.org, uh, Life at Work. Uh, Google those, be part of that, and as you can hear from the conversation, people in your local church and in your community may be going through some tougher times than you think, and being across these issues could be very important, and get someone from your local church to be a part of a conference like that, the Life at Work conference, coming up Saturday the 20th of February. Andrew, we have run out of time, but uh, thanks so much for your great insight once again today on 2020. It's always a pleasure. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.